Wrestling fans don't want opera. They want wrestling. I want you to shut the fuck up. Screw me. Do bags, bitch. Kick them right in the nuts. Fucking pull the plug <laughs> on this shit. The legend doesn't give a good <laughs> goddamn. You don't do a goddamn thing for me. You don't make it move. We're paying them. We could better do something with them. Look me in the eyes and tell me you're going to screw me. Say it. Say it, Jeff. You're going to screw me. He wants to stick his foot up ass's ass. Do Jeff Hardy not see you shoplifters. I want Shane to be the first to know. I'm handsome Kevin, bitch. No big sex for us. Split your nuts at. Jugs in his face. He's got his face buried in the bimbo's jugs. That's the only way to win this thing is to climb that giant pole. Abyss is a victim of child abuse. I'm going in the back and I'm going to get Double J to sink to my face. Went to town on the nards. I say, a man, he's dumb and you give me an oh yeah. This is your fucking world series. Take it off and choke me again. Where to give me a boner? Ramble ding dong ass. Pegged him with the garbage can, man. He pegs him? I won't stop hitting your wife.com, asshole. Get them right in the nuts. In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents. Year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. And some Kevin. Man, I got some good news for you. I got better news for you. All right, you go first. No, I was kind of—I was doing like that call your bluff thing. I don't actually have any news for you. Get me with good news. Hit me right in a sack with it. All right, man. This is our second to the last show <laughs> of the year of. <laughs> well, Nard's plowing with your tongue. Yeah, man. We've covered. Uh, this will be the twelfth event that we've covered. Okay. And the last one, Genesis, that'll put us at a little over a year. Nice that we've been covering. TNA's pay-per-views. Okay. So what do you think about that? So you're telling me there's only one more that we have to watch of TNA and we can move on to something new? Oh, yeah. I am okay with that. Makes sense, November to November, but those what those numb nuts didn't realize. Like They're like, well, all right, we're going to call the first one Victory Road. In 12 months, we'll have something else. Kind of strange. I mean, our last show was Unbreakable, and they didn't have another one of those until 2019. So. Ah, there's a lot of heads and a lot of asses up there, it sounds like. Over there, wherever they are. Well, this son of a bitch took place October 23rd, 2005, live from the Impact Zone. In front of 900. Oh! They squeezed some more folks into the zone, man. Yeah, squeeze them in the zone. Squeeze them nice and hard in the zone. Are you going to miss this son of a bitch call live from the Impact Zone when we finally get to move on? I think it'd be nice to have other areas. You know? I think so too. Yeah. yeah. But nine hundred, man, that's that's nice. What are they up? Uh, like, no, that's that's up like what one twenty five? Yeah, they must have uh, added a added a section or something. I I don't know how they pulled that off. Weird. I know how I pull it off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this show's been promoted for. Seems like we've been talking about it forever. Seven as, months. <laughs> as the WrestleMania 
the World Series, the Super Bowl of TNA. All of them wrapped up. Why do you, why do they not mention the Stanley Cup? Not sure. I think the Stanley Cup's been around longer than the Super Bowl for sure. I don't know about the World Series. Not much of a baseball historian, but the Stanley Cup's been around forever. It never gets mentioned. And the the hockey stick gets used pretty much every show too. Right. You would think they'd be like, Yeah, this is our you know this is our Super Bowl and World Series and Stanley Cup all wrapped up into one. Filled with cheese. With cheese. This yeah. might be the best one, man. We'll get into it here. What might be the best one? This show. Well, that's in that's an interesting statement from you that I'm gonna have to call you out on numerous times throughout the show. Go for right. it, old baggy boy. All right, man. Well, giving you a little context here. Four days after Unbreakable, Double J regained that world title from Raven at an event called International Incident in Windsor, Ontario. You suppose that's where the uh, the whiskey comes from? Windsor? Yeah. Windsor whiskey. Maybe. I always thought it was from, like, Malacca, but... It's down the way. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. Isn't that where they have, don't they have that damn whiskey place it's up there? I think they do rum up there. It's on the Rum River. Oh, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Since their last show, TNA Impact moved to Spike TV on Saturdays. Some highlights of those shows include Team 3D showing up, getting a win over America's Most Wanted. And in the show the night before this event, America's Most Wanted defeated the Naturals to regain the titles. So we had a four-way match on the pre-show where your guy, Sanjay Dutt, defeated Alex Shelley, Austin Aries, and Roderick Strong. God, that should have been on the main show. They have a habit of doing like, this. Sounds like a good match. Yeah, they have a habit of doing this. Every fucking show, you say, here's what was on the pre-show. And I want to say, the majority of the time, I say, well, that should have been a, that should have been a main card match. And they're not satisfying me. I said I got to see fucking David Young and the, the rough diamonds trotted out there. Shit's ass, man. You don't like the diamonds in the rough? No. Not at all. Well, we get started off with the voice man. He's got his tunic in his cap. He's talking about sacrificing at all odds and facing a turning point and the unbreakable will by knowing no surrender. What do you, you think, think of that? Was, that was... <laughs> I was listening to this and I started laughing because I was like, wait a second. I I know what they're doing here. And I just wrote, oh, that's real cute. That's real cute. It's one long sentence that somehow incorporates the names of every pay-per-view. Everyone. Yeah. It's kind of silly, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was kind of nice to see a recap of a lot of the bullshit that we've watched already, but I knew what they were doing. They didn't need to do that for me. So here's a take, man. We might have talked about this before, yeah, but take it away. Guy with the voice, man. I don't really like seeing him, right? You didn't know what Darth Vader looked like, you know? Yeah. It's like your voice is your. Uh, that's his thing. Interesting. I don't know why they decided to make him non-air talent, but yeah. See, and I don't mind seeing him at all. I mean, he sounds like he should be in a Sith costume. I mean, yeah, so it's what we said a couple episodes back. Was he kind of? He sounds like he kind of sounds like. God, why can't I? James Earl Jones, right? 
Right. Like he could he could probably fill in that spot, but I don't know. I, I didn't mind seeing him. Don't I thought it was kind of interesting him. to see him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you remember when uh, I think was it Classy Freddie used to do the opens for the WWE pay per views back when it was the Fed. Oh yeah, he had a lot to say. Yeah, he was great. And you saw him. I don't mind seeing this guy. I forget his name, but. Well, today tells us this is the grandest event in TNA's history, and not even Hurricane Wilma could stop this historic event from going down. So they could have thought twice before staging their biggest event during hurricane season in Florida, right? Yeah, I suppose they probably could have. <laughs> Just move her inland a little bit. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really know. Obviously, you know, this uh, the fall, <laughs> winter months must be hurricane season in florida but i mean when do you want them to have it's got to happen sooner or later right can't hurricanes hit any time anyways yeah there's i mean generally it's during the fall it is okay i suppose it could be any time but gotcha i mean maybe they didn't know it was going to be their biggest event of the year that's bullshit man they've been talking about it forever (laughs) Well, they had to hype it up, man. How else do you think they're going to move that, that extra 125 tickets they got? <laughs> yeah, this thing starts off with uh, Samoa Joe coming out there. He's got a couple of Samoan Island dancing guys and some drummers doing what I got to believe is a battle dance of some sort. Yeah, man. What do you think of that action? I, You know, if you're going to say, hey, this is a different this is a different event. This is our biggest event. And you're going to kick it off. I think they did the right thing by kicking it off with some grand entrances. Like this, this was a good deal. Like when you see other companies with their big events of the year, they have kind of more grandiose entrances. So to kick this off with, with Samoa Joe coming out with the, I don't know what to call the Island boys, I guess, and doing their, doing their choreographed dance, man. was pretty, it was pretty cool. Did you think the dance was? Do you want to learn one of those dances? Like, what? Let's say you and I, right? We go to Samoan dancing school. We have a new intro for the year in Duke and Rogue. All right, all right. You think I'm you're listening. You, think, you think you're coordinated enough for it? I think so, man. You think I you got the a drum? You got the nuts for it? Oh, I got. It. Well, no, we're not drumming, man. We're going to be the dancing boys. I could be the drumming guy, and you could be a dancing boy. How about that? No, because we need two dancing boys. Well, get Big Al to be a dancing boy. You think Treehorn Al's going to be a dancing boy? <laughs> you guys would be a great dancing you combo, You think Lover Boys, well, now that I'm thinking about it, I thought about it better. Since you and Al are <laughs> a little bit taller, perhaps you two can dance uh, on either side of me, and you guys can be my dancing boys. We'll have to ask Al, man. Why well, don't I defer to it- him. If he's down, I mean, it's got to be a team effort, right? Right, it has to be. So you you two fellas can dance on the either side of me. Man, so I was just wondering if those guys were going to be in Joe's corner, right? Oh, like a, like a new fajime. Like with their sticks and stuff, but that didn't yeah. happen. No, it did not. But, uh, Jay, Jush and Liger had a pretty sweet entrance as well, man. Oh, yeah. You had the streamers and the confetti creating a mess in the ring there. 
He's kind of the king of the opener match, this Jushin Liger. Yeah. Uh, opened up Nitro, first bound for glory. I think he opened up uh, NXT show as well. Just made a random appearance a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't know if it was the opener, but I, I, rem- I remember what you're saying. He was definitely, definitely did an NXT spot. So the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling is looking on here. Simon Anoki. Oh yeah, that's what the, that's what they tell us. Is he uh, Antonio Inoki, uh comrade? You suppose? I don't know enough about Simon Anoki to commit to saying yes. I want to say yes, but part of me is worried that Anoki in Japan is like, you know, Peterson in the states. It's just everybody's it's everybody's last name. Man, Samoa Joe, he's got the size advantage, obviously. Liger's got the experience advantage, but even early on in his career here, man, you're going to appreciate this. Joe is with the program. He wears the light blue trunks to contrast with the red and black that his opponent has. Yep. He knows what he's doing, man. He's a pro. Yeah, he does. He does. Early on, Joe gets knocked to the outside, takes a lunging drop kick, followed by a big flying man. To the floor? to the floor. <laughs> Number one. It's Jushin Liger, man. It's all right. Number give, give one. Him one. Number one. He's known for his flying men, man. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's number one. Liger goes to the well again for another flying man, but he gets caught and slammed. Joe really gives it to him with the knee bashes. He's got a nice variety of kicks and knee bashes. He's got a good strike game, yeah. yeah. These are two of the best. And I don't know, I thought this was a good way to start off the show, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Uh, the one thing that I will say about this match, though, I I kind of was expecting a little bit more. A little short you for know, you? Yeah, Liger didn't get a ton of offense in. Which makes sense because what they're doing with Joe, but I just kind—I guess I just kind of want a little bit more, and that's a good thing, man. Mm. When you can watch a wrestling match and it, like the one match makes you want more of that match, that's a good thing. So it was a good match. Yeah, for sure. So we saw Liger back at the uh, first episode of our third season, competing in that cup. Remember the oh, yeah. cup against Benoit? Yeah. <laughs> the the team of Americans comprised of foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> Liger, he hits a few good spots here. He uh, connects with that front flip kick, which I like. It's a frog splash. Joe gets out of the way, gives him a boot. Tries to get Liger up in the corner for that knuckle buster, but gets caught in a P-bomb. <laughs> knuckle buster? Muscle buster? Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, where do you rank uh, Liger's mask? That's got to be a top mask. I I think we did a Mount Rushmore where Al picked his favorite masks, and I don't think it made the cut, but it's pretty good. I thought he picked his favorite face paint, not masks. Oh, okay. That's, that would explain it. Yeah, I would think that Liger's mask would probably be up there. It's a very, it's a very like well-known mask. When you see the mask, you know it's Liger. I mean, there's only a handful of masks that would be like, I think, psychosis. That's a mask that you know right yeah. away. That's psychosis. 
Ray Mysterious probably wouldn't make the cut, unfortunately. Is that a wide variety? Yeah, a wide variety of masks. I mean, he's a lot of dressed up as, masks, but he's even dressed up as superheroes from time to time. Right, but I think Liger's mask is definitely on that. Liger's psychosis, maybe Laparca. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, Laparca's probably there. Super Kalo. Oh man, what a look that guy had! That had a great look, man. Love Vianos. No. no, no, not the Vianos. <laughs> man, you can put this together. What do you think Viano means in Spanish? Viano villain. Yeah. Yeah. So who speaks <laughs> just, Spanish now, they bitch? Just, they just called they just called themselves <laughs> the villain. That's awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things um, that's so like right in your face it works. Right. Like my dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lager goes up again and that was his fatal mistake as he gets caught in the muscle buster. And Joe slaps on the choke. And Liger's arm drops, indicating a TKO. I think that's the first type of these wins we've seen. No, it's not a TKO, though. Isn't it? No, it's I mean, it's, it's a sub. It's All a right, sub. Man. It's a fucking right. sub. Next up, we got TNA telling us about FanFest. Yeah, I, I could have gone without that. You were impressed with FanFest? Yeah, especially the, like, don't, I, I don't like, don't interview fans. Don't interview fans. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I don't know why, man, but something about fans, they just suck. And like the one guy probably, wrestling fans don't want opera. They want wrestling. I want you to shut the fuck up. It's a variety show. It's a story. Wrestling is fucking opera, you ass. Oh, man. He doesn't know what he's watching, I guess. No, not at all. I don't like that guy. You know the guy I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The fan that they interviewed. Yeah, just stop it with this. Do some the quick, you know, pans. This is what we did. A little autograph signing, that kind of stuff. But don't, don't, because I'm guessing that there's somebody had to have something better to say than fans don't want opera. Yeah, they probably had many clips to choose from, and they picked that one. Yeah, and opera's not that bad. Opera whales, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy's a clown of ass. I mean, it was probably a good time, but it's nothing like that rodeo fan fest that we saw for Canadian Stampede. Oh, hell no, man. (laughs) (laughs) They had the line a mile long to meet the hitman. Yeah, it was fantastic. So we get we get to see a couple of folks who want a talent search and are going to be sent overseas to train, and then we'll be on the roster. Yeah, it's TNA gut check. Oh. It's essentially like, their version of like tough uh, enough. Tough enough, yeah. I don't think either one of the guys ended up doing an awful lot. Which is generally the case with the winners of those shows. Right. Was it the at the Miz, he was kind of an exception, right? No, he wasn't he didn't win. Oh. Yeah, see. I That's see. why I said the winners. Well, yeah, man. Like you've said on this show before, winning and losing, not that important. Nope. So he gets sent to the juggler in the back <laughs> with your guys, the guys you couldn't wait to see. We got the diamonds in the rough. You just pull, pull the, the plug. Fucking, just fucking pull the <laughs> plug on this shit. It's, it's, really, it's really diluted. 
Elix a ton. I mean, he was in like main event level matches early in this run of episodes. He was doing memorable shit. He was having some some really fun, some really fun matches, enjoyable matches. And you put him with this David Young and fucking Coach Numbnuts, and now he sucks. He was feuding with his former partner from Triple X. Right. He's been the X Division champ for like six months. Yeah. And then they, they put him with a guy who hasn't won a match in two years, and this guy who just yells at him. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they'll be taking on Apollo, Shark Boy, and Sonny Siaki. So this happened last show, too. Like, they're the heels, but Tanae's like cheering them on. He's trying to defend Diamond's abusive rhetoric because he says that, he says that, uh, okay, young, so he wasn't any good, but he says that Skipper wasn't any good before Diamond got to him. Well, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. We just talked about this. Right. Yeah. He says this is a similar situation to Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame. Just loves those football coach references. But she doesn't know what shape a football is. Do you know what shape a football is? It's a football shape. <laughs> there you go. All right, we got the Sharkster. He's going for that deep sea drop. He gets thrown overboard by Diamond. Regroups, bites his ass. That was a funny little spot. Sharky makes the tag, and David Young and Skipper double-team Apollo for a while while Diamond yells at him. Oh, and the yeah. official. Double-team, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diamond just sitting back and yelling at him. <laughs> so, like, oh, what looks... in that sea, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way deep. And what looks like a botch here, Apollo... Apollo. Apollo gets nailed by Skipper with a spear and gets knocked down. Are you talking about when he went for that, uh... He went for, like, a leapfrog? Yeah. So, I I watched that uh, at least twice. Because I was trying to figure out if it was a a botch or, like, kind of a cool counter to a leapfrog. Because he almost looked like he he hit him like a... I don't know, combination pounce, like, chop block type of a hit. Right. While the guy was going for a leapfrog, and I went, boy, if that if that was meant to be, if that wasn't a botch, that is a genius leapfrog counter. It's not bad if you look at it that way. Right. Do you recall if Do you recall if TNA like sold that? No, I don't. Or if you off the top of my head, okay. Because I think yeah. the only other the, the only other great way to counter the leapfrog outside of what he did with that kind of a chop block pounce type. Move to the legs, not duck. Right. Just don't play along with those games. Yeah, headbutt. <laughs> right, right to the old. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Manland. <laughs> the old uh, the friend zone. <laughs> So the big guy, he makes a comeback with an elevated cutter before making the tag to Siaki. And Siaki's in there for about 10 seconds, and Apollo takes himself back in, hits a T-bone cutter. And the skipper goes off on his partner, and Apollo springboards to hit Siaki with a spin kick splash. Sets up that chain reaction where everybody does a flying man. 
<laughs> Shark dives number two. Then David Young dives number three. <laughs> and then Apollo dives number four. So we're up to four. Uh, I haven't even finished the second match. Just, just keeping track, buddy. Just keeping track. Oh, we're getting into double digits again for sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, Siagi takes a spine buster from Young. The diamonds in the rough are victorious. So the lift to the spine buster was actually kind of cool. By Siaki there? Or no, by Young. Well, yeah, well, uh, I think Elix, Elix lifts Sonny, and uh, David Young catches catches him for the spine buster. I thought it was kind of a cool kind of a cool move. I mean, I much would have rather saw that four-way dance from the pre-show than, than this match. Even though I like Apollo, I like Siaki, I like Elix. Shark has a spot. You know, Sharky's got a spot. But the pre-show match sounds much more entertaining than, than this this was. And the, the diamonds in the rough don't do they don't do a goddamn thing for me. They don't make it move. They don't make it move. Where do you think they were going with this? Do you think they were trying to build Skipper and Young as like a formidable tag team or something? I was trying to figure that out because they just seem like mid-card. Like this is like a mid-card stable, you know. And I was I, honestly surprised they won the match. Yeah, I I don't think that they I don't think they're trying to build them up. I think this is one of the situations where they went, well, we're paying them. We could better do something with them. Well, Donnie West is abandoning his trademark silky shirt for the big show here. Instead, he's just hey, Mr. Got that. Silky. Hey, Mr. Silky. <laughs> <laughs> I think Larry uh, Legend and the Championship Committee or might have told him to class it up a little bit. No, Wait a been second, Larry Legend. He's, he's the guy. Larry Legend doesn't give a good <laughs> goddamn. He's wearing dogs riding hog shirts, man. He's not going to be like, true. "Hey, Mister Mister Silky, you know, get a little polyester cotton blend for you there, bud." No, it's like check out this shirt, man. You like this? Yeah, it is. It's dogs riding hogs. <laughs> Yeah, we're told what happened earlier at the pre-show where Sanjay got the win. And then Raven showing in the ring, threatening Larry Legend. Yeah, I didn't know where he was going with that, likely because I didn't watch the like the weekly show. It's like, maybe there's a girl in your head. It's like, fucking Larry Legend? No. He's all business. He's got a job to do. So does that girl in his head. I don't think about it only. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Raven... He slaps Larry in a choke. He gets subdued by security. And Rhino shows up. Talks about that girl. Says he deserves a title shot because Raven is pathetic. He gores Raven and that's that. We still don't know who's getting the title shot tonight. Not yet. So we're sent to the Duggler. He's got Double J and Gail Kim. This is pretty good. This is actually yes. This might be <laughs> this might be my favorite TNA backstage segment that we've had thus far. I'm trying to think of a better one and nothing jumps out at me. So I just don't want to I want to make sure I'm not just being like this is the most recent one that I've actually liked. Raven had a couple of good ones. Yeah. He's talking about blowing up the ambulance and blowing up himself. Uh, yeah. But it sounds like big sexy Kevin Nash, he made a comeback in between our last show and this show, and he was set to get the world title shot, but he must have gotten another infection or something. 
Yeah. They spared us the picture this time of big, big sex with the with the bandage in the back. So Double J can't believe Kevin Nash. He's going to all lengths to run away from the king of the mountain. You want to take it from here? Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Double J goes on to say, screw everybody. It's hilarious. He just lists off the locker room and says, screw them all. And then and that fucking bounce shows up. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Say it to my face. And it was. <laughs> he's like, screw Monty. Say it. <laughs> and Double J, I the fucking the comedy timing of him is absolutely gold. Because as Monty's yelling at him to say it. Say it. <laughs> Say it, Jeff. <laughs> Screw me. <laughs> and fucking double J goes. Well, why, why would I? Why, why does? Why would I say that? <laughs> I say that to you, Monty. <laughs> Great. Say it, Jeff. Screw me. Screw me, Jeff. Say it. Say it. To my, look me in the eyes and tell me you're gonna screw me. Why would I say that? I could not stop laughing during that bit, man. It was so good. I I started it laughing. He started lifting, lift, listing off the people to screw. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, screw him. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> I I immediately made a note about that probably being your favorite spot. Oh, it was great. Quite man. a while. Yeah. yeah, it was so fuck. You didn't fucking laugh. Oh, I laughed. I was going to say, if you you tell me you didn't laugh, you better say it to my face. Look me in the eye and say it. Say it. Say it, Jeff. You're going to screw me. Screw me, Jeff. Say you're going to screw me. Oh, Jeff. Screw me. Why would I say that? (laughs) Man, Monty Brown is great. He's... He's got the intensity. It's it's a beautiful thing. We'll see him a little bit later on. He says he smells fear in Double J. He's going to show him why. He's about to smell some sex <laughs> on the Serengeti. <laughs> so we're going to have Monty taking on the uh, the big Texan next. And what on paper looks like a good match. Yeah, but just on paper, unfortunately. Yeah, there's there's a few good spots here. Yeah, we'll get into it. Not much. We're told the show's been dedicated to the Crusher. Crusher, man who made Milwaukee famous, just passed away. You ever see the Crusher? I might he have. A little, he was a little bit before our time, I think. He was a yeah. NBA legend, and I think he did a little time in the Fed. Might have. Would have been but, would have been young enough that I don't remember. You know what I mean? Wouldn't yeah. don't remember the impact of of meeting him, kind of a thing. Yeah, he used to do the uh, to show off his strength. He would carry out a keg of beer, so and uh, to, to, to a little refreshment to, to show off his affliction. He would then <laughs> he would then drink the keg of beer, and now he's fucking dead. <laughs> Keep crushing him, Crusher. <laughs> Lance, he's wearing the shiny black trunks this time out. Why are you saying you like the white ones he was wearing last time? 
Take nah, the man, shiny I, blacks or the whites? No, I like the shocker whites. Oh, the shocker whites. Wasn't Big Lance yeah. wearing some whites? He might have been. Huh. Not that I remember. I don't think Shocker's anywhere near this show, which is not bad. A plus. All right. Early on, Hoyt gets the advantage, sending the alpha to the outside. Tide turns pretty quickly. We get uh, get a good look at that Morphoplex ad on the side of the ring. Monty tells folks to move out of the way and then teases some action and instead throws the big fella back in the ring. That was a very funny spot. Heel move, man. Yep. Great heel move. Yep. You think you're going to get some of the action? Nah. <laughs> nah. 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 Back in the ring, the two big guys exchange some open-handed slaps. Hoyt goes for that pant to ten count. Monty flops to the mat. Hoyt then goes upstairs, but gets tossed off the top rope. Where? To the floor! Now, I'm not going to count that as a dive to the floor, though. No, because he got knocked off? Right. I thought about it, but I, I'm i not going to be, you know, I'm going to be a little bit generous, I guess, on that one, because it's not a dive to the floor. He just got knocked to the floor. Alpha's in control. He hits an impressive fallaway slam. And then Hoyt nails a big boot in retaliation. Goes up again for the moonsault and connects. I actually thought that was going to be it. Me too. A big fucking seven-foot guy doing a moonsault. Right. Devastating move. That but why would it, it be over there? Yeah. Why? So Hoyt goes for another high-flying move. Gets caught by the Alpha. Gets Alpha bombed for a two. Then Hoyt delivers a rock bottom. And Monty nails a hell of a pounce to pick up the win. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much. I don't have many thoughts on that match, man. It, it there wasn't much there wasn't much to it. It didn't really bring me in. Uh going into it, I thought there'd be I thought it'd be a match that I would enjoy, and I, I just really didn't. Yeah, there are a couple of the more intriguing uh characters that we've seen this year. And there was a couple of spots, but yeah, like you said, that was about it. Oh. Um you know, and these guys are both kind of big guys. I think they benefit from you know. Maybe having little guys to throw around, I don't know. But well, anyways. it's just it's one of those things where uh, Hoyt isn't gonna bump around for you. You know, not to say that he can't bump or anything like that. Just not that's not who he is as a performer, and he shouldn't look at his size, right? He shouldn't be bumping right. all over the ring. But then you look at Monty, and same thing goes for Monty. Monty's that's not his style. That's not who he is as a performer, and he probably shouldn't be bumping all over the ring for for Hoyt either. They've built them both up to monsters. So it should have been uh, just a classic big, you know, big guy versus big guy affair with a lot of punches, a lot of kicks, a lot of like true setups. And it wasn't that either really like from, you know, how I was watching it. So it just it was just kind of flat. So you criticized me at the top of the show here for saying that this is might be the show of the year. Yeah. We got no shit finishes, man. Three for three. I'm going to make you eat your words by the end of this thing, man. I'm going to make you eat my dick before the end of this thing. So, uh, well, yeah, three clean finishes. That's that's good. That is a good thing. Well, he gets sent to Bombay, India. That's kind of a weird <laughs> spot. You think they were just pretending to be in Bombay? No. No, I think that, so I, I'm pretty sure that 
wrestling is uh, pretty well loved in India, but I don't know that they have a lot of resources uh, as far as like going to see wrestling. I don't know if they have like the, you know, the India Championship Wrestling. I don't think they have the ICW over there. I don't know. They probably do have a wrestling. They probably have something. Yeah. They probably have something, uh, but maybe not at this time. And maybe it wasn't big. Maybe it was just some, you know, indie mud shows. I, I don't know. But so I think that's a market that I think TNA wanted to capitalize on. Uh, WWE's been working on that market for forever. You know, they still got people, you know, in that great Kali, right? Yeah. they There's over, over a billion people in that country. So, I mean. Right. So if it's everyone a gives move. us a dollar, we're billionaires. Right. Yeah. We need to work on that India market. All right, man. Hey, India. What's up? <laughs> That's enough. Hey, India. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're showing the global reach of TNA as uh, Shark Boy and Sanjay Dutch. The hometown boy and Simon Diamond are showing out there in Bombay, and then we get sent back to the juggler with the three live crew. He wants to know if they can stick together. Says they're the Gleesome Threesome. What do you think of that? Gleesome? Gleesome? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Glee, like happy? Oh, oh like that. Golly, I was way off on that. So I actually thought he did say Gleason threesome. And I was like, what the fucking Jackie Gleason reference? <laughs> Be Jizzle. Come, come on. You know your audience <laughs> a little bit better than that. They call Scott Demore an ace hole. And then Ash shows up and offers to watch their back because they're outnumbered. And Conan, he wants to stick his foot up Ash's ass. But the other guys think it's a good idea. This was another great backstage segment, man. They are two for two on backstage segments for me on this show. Because when Ash shows up and he's like, hey, I got your back. And and Cone calls him a biatch. <laughs> Not a bitch. Biatch is such a, I, I've never liked biatch. Be a man. Call him a bitch. Right. But he calls him a biatch, which is fucking hilarious. But again, the comedic timing of Road Dog and Truth. Because Road Dog, like, Cone just fucking storms away. And Road Dog's like, I think it was a good idea. And Truth is like, yeah, man, I think it was a good idea, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was a good, like, it was a good segment, man. It was a fun segment to watch. Next up, we got Team Canada taking on three live crew. Got the load back there. Bobby Roode, A1, and EY will be taking on taking on the, the recently reunited crew. So Petey, he's involved in the three-way dance next. That's why we don't got him here. Gotcha. Conan wants to know what's popping. Where's his dogs at? Odelay. Road Dog says they're badass and bona fide. Oh, yeah. He does his fucking shtick again. He's got to drop the shtick, man. It's this thing, man. Same thing with the Cone Zone. He yeah. should give the mic to Truth, man. He's probably got he's got ideas fresh to say. Yeah, he's fresh. Man, I seen the sign of the night. So I'm glad ringside. that you're, I'm glad that you're going to ringside. Because as soon as they got done 
Road Dog got done with his shtick and and all this. Hey, Travis, world. I saw something I'd like to point out too, but you, you, the floor is yours. Tell me about the sign that you love. We got a thank you for the wrestling sign. That's got to be the best of the building. That's a pretty, yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> thank what, you for you the see? wrestling. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. That's pretty. That is pretty good. And it probably came from a, a you know fan that didn't pay a damn thing for the ticket. So that is a like a thank you sign. Perhaps he had a sign last event that said, thank you for free admission. And they said, hey, we don't want people to know. He goes, I got you. Next time he shows up, thank you for the wrestling. Security's like, hey, thank you for the sign. <laughs> so what I saw was what I thought was the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> oh, yeah. The camera panned, and it has nothing to do with this match at all. But there was some more of those Jeff Hardy Nazi youth shoplifters in the fucking audience. And this one's taking oh, a, yeah. this one's taking a uh, a paint bath, like Jeff Hardy oh, does. She took the paint bath, huh? She took the paint bath, but she took it in green, and it was like the exact shade of green of the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so the cameras panned. I was like, "Holy shit!" People wouldn't costume for this, and then I realized I saw the Jeff Hardy shirt, and I was like, "Oh, it's just one of those fucking idiots." Yeah, he's got a Pick dedicated a following, man. Pick a new idol, dumbass. Get your followers to take fucking paint baths. That's weird, man. It's, it is weird. Strange guy. Yeah, she probably Today, claims to be from Mount Profession. The Conan's in there first, dishing out some whoop ass to all of Team Canada. For yelling Odile at the crowd again. Takes off the shoe, throws it at EY, knocking him over the top. <laughs> <laughs> so is EY becoming more and more a, a top performer for you? He's great at bumping. Everybody in Team Canada, with the exception of uh, A1, is great at bumping. Yeah, great at bumping. But, but yeah, I'm a fan. We don't really see him win much, but I mean, you don't need to, man. You're connecting with them, right? Right. So the crew then team up for a top rope leg drop to the Narns of Bobby Roode, and Don tells us that Bobby won't be be reproducing anytime soon. Thanks for the take, there, Don. We're showing ass up on the ramp. He's got a I'm Kip James bitch shirt on. Yeah, you know. Cone made a reference to that in the that backstage segment. It's a you know, topical Chappelle show, Rick James. Yeah. yeah. You know. He probably sold some of those shirts, right? Yeah. What if I had a shirt that said I'm handsome Kevin, bitch? I mean it's not a terrible idea. What if I turn it out the opposite way? What if the shirt says bitch? I'm handsome Kevin. It's taken like having a name tag to the next level, you know. Right. This whole shirt. Might look into that. Just throwing bitch. a bitch out yeah. there just because. Yeah, we can get one for you too. That says bitch. I'm Duke Bags. Actually yours should just say Duke Bags, bitch. <laughs> that sounds way better. <laughs> All right. Well if we got any uh T-shirt producer people out there, you know. Well, I mean, you could always go to PWTs and pick up a year of Duke and Rogue or a Tots or a 
GBW pods or a that's enough t-shirt. Oh yeah, we got some good ones just in time for the holidays. Go get yourself some. Back to the match. So our truth, he's doing like a gymnastics routine out there, man. He's an entertaining guy. For yeah, sure. he is. And Bobby Roode, fresh off that leg to the nards, lands a full Nelson drop. As Kip James looks on, we get a New Age Outlaws chant. TNA, come on, man. This is supposed to be an insult. He calls the load the cheeseburger-eating Scott Demore. I eat cheeseburgers. I don't. All right, you made a lifestyle change. Yeah. Would you use that as an insult? I would not. Well, we only got one more episode of TNA left, man. I am so fucking happy. <laughs> so Truth nails a flying forearm. Does some tags. B. Jizzle gets in there and goes to town. Turns into a melee and rude nails BG with the hockey stick. The Canadians pick up the win. So our clean finish streak is over. Yeah. It's nice while it lasted. And Demore, he gets in there and the Canadians gang up on the crew. And then Kip gets in there. Looks like he's going to take a shot at the cone zone, but instead he lays out the Canadians. Face turn. Are they the four live crew now? How does this work? I wondered about that too. Because four four live crew doesn't have the same type of a flow to it as three live crew. Four LK, three LK. Four LK would work, but you could never call them the four live crew. It just has to be four LK. Right. Four horsemen that's taken. Right. Oh, see, we'll see you next time, man. Now we're set to the back with the Duggler and with Larry Legend. <laughs> and another fucking... Just a home run of a backstage segment, man. What do you think home of his run. shirt this time? It's a Morphoplex Flames <laughs> <laughs> fucking button-up bowling shirt, man. Is it as good, good as dogs? Is it as good as dogs riding hogs? No, it's not. Not anywhere near dogs riding hogs. But I'll tell you what, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good shirt. So he says Nash doesn't have clearance to wrestle Double J tonight. So no big sex for us. So sometime in between Unbreakable and now, he got back into the company and got a title shot lined up and got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens, brother. Yeah. So, Dougler, he just starts listing guys overwhelming the legend who says everybody wants a shot. And he doesn't know who's getting a shot. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> but Shane will be the first to know. That's the part that fucking got me, man. So uh, these backstage segments, they finally hit, like, since Dusty is gone, they're finally starting to hit some backstage gold again. And this backstage segment, another just home run of a backstage segment. And, and why is because he tells Shane he's going to be the first to know, right? You're gonna, he's going to be the first to know. And he picks up the phone. <laughs> he hits not a... Not a like it's got the like an office phone. You've seen an office phone, of course. You get like extension one, extension four, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Do not disturb. Like they have those old extensions. He actually doesn't hit any button at all. Slams <laughs> finger down. Doesn't hit a button at all. Uh, trust me, I know. I watched it a couple times. <laughs> and then he he picks up the phone, presses a button, and he says, "Give me somebody." <laughs> 
And then he follows up by saying, I want Shane to be the first to know. <laughs> Larry's gold, man. Larry's gold. You would think that this World Series Stanley Cup show, they would have had this figured out beforehand. but Well, they did. It was Kevin Nash. Oh, you're right. Right. Well, there's some intrigue moving forward here. We don't know what's. We don't know who Double J's face. So no, Shane will be the first to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get a recap leading up to this ultimate X match coming up between the former Michael Shane, now Matt Bentley, my guy Petey Williams, and Chris Saban. Get the guy with the voice and some guys from the X Division talking about what you do in the Ultimate X match. Bentley is called the guy who made the match famous. I don't know if that's true. Petey says he's got the best moves, and he does. Got a three-way dance here, man. He's got my two favorite moves of the year, so you can suck it. Well, you're an idiot. (laughs) Speaking of idiots, we got some idiots in the front row doing a thing they're calling the Bentley Bounce. Yeah. (laughs) Having like a little mosh pit there. Yeah. Give him the Bentley bounce. <laughs> so all these guys are former champions. There's going to be a lot of action here. To win, you climb that scaffold structure and you grab the X. Grab the X. The first head scissor of many goes to Chris Saban. It's also the first one to go after the X. Get the X. Bentley, I like this spot. He attempts to stop him with a slap to the ass. <laughs> And then the more effective inverted atomic drop, which must so, have hurt. So this, are you talking about the, he drops him, he's hanging from the X? Oh, about yeah, that? after he slaps oh, his ass, yeah. the Probably the greatest inverted atomic drop of all time. Yeah, it's He jumps good, from, man. like, what is he, at the second rope? Might be top rope. I think it was top rope, now that I think about I it. I think it was top rope, yeah. And other homeboys hanging from the ropes that are above the above the mat there, and he jumps. And at first, I thought, "Oh, he's just gonna fuck give him like a spear, right?" I thought it was gonna be a spear, but he doesn't spear him. He grabs him and drops him. Inverted atomic drop. That is a f- split your nutsack four different ways type of a not- atomic drop, man. That should have been the end for him. He should he should never have wrestled again. That should have been his retirement. Man, that was that was a great spot, just right out the gate. And my guy, Petey, he gets some, some jugs in his face. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy. Got, Tracy was serving. <laughs> Tracy was. <laughs> she was serving up. Huh? She was giving Petey a little milk mustache, if you don't understand. <laughs> I mean, smart move cre- creates a distraction while uh, her guy goes for the X. So this this is kind of a little funny side road I'll I'll take with you here. So I was writing something else down in my notes, and I look up, and he he's got his face buried in the bimbo's jugs. So I abandoned my other note <laughs> because nothing is more important than a face and some jugs. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a, that's a win right there, you know? A small yeah, he won one. the match. No, he won the match. <laughs> and Saban was the obvious loser with the, getting his nards just decimated. Destroyed. Yeah. They got to be crushed. He's got no more nards. Have to be. They call him Mr. Flatty. 
<laughs> it's See, good. Even so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Saban gets up after we thought he might not ever get up again. He kicks Petey. He grabs Bentley, who comes down with an elbow drop on him. A lot of good combo moves here. Yeah. It's saving P-Bomb and Petey into Bentley. And he kicks Bentley as he DDTs Petey. Yeah. That's Saban, a, that's a like mouthful, a, but it, it was yeah. it was like a, It was like a razor's edge type of a toss, which looked great, tossed him into his opponent, and then followed up with a, with an Enziguri DDT combo. It also looked very good. Like a tornado DDT type of a move. So, it was a good move. Fans are up for this when we get some holy shits and some hail sabins and some TNA chants. And then, what might be the combo of the move here, or the move, combo move of the match here. The former Michael Shane lands a cutter and a reverse cutter. So like a rude awakening and a cutter at the same time. Okay, one thing I got to make note of here, we can definitely talk about that, but before that happened, we got uh, PD, got a Rana to the floor, that's number five. Uh, and then the neck breaker cutter combo is great, yeah. Don says the only way to win this thing is to climb that giant pole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bentley goes for it, gets followed by Saban. P-bombs Bentley. Looked pretty rough for both guys. Well, that was tough, too, because they were up there. And you could almost hear Saban say, come here, I have to powerbomb you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand stuff goes, goes sideways sometimes, but it, you could almost see him saying, no, 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 you have to come here because I'm going to powerbomb you. You can't say that to your opponent. Nah, at least come here, I will powerbomb you. <laughs> Got a yeah. whisper. Come here. I'm, I'm gonna power bomb you. I'm gonna power bomb you. Come here. <laughs> Man, as if Saban and his nards didn't have enough. Petey hit Saban right right there, right in the package. Don says, That's what I'm talking about. He likes that hard spot. Petey he does the O Canada. I mean, I suppose his nards are already decimated, so right. it doesn't matter, right? No. No. This is a... This reminds me of, like, when we played the Vigi games back in the day and just went to town on the nards. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like, Steven is just getting it in this man. Well, it's like you, you had to take a character that had the nards plow. Right, right. Yeah, so you needed, you know, you need to take Vince or Bradshaw. China. Right, China had a good one, yeah. So Bentley knocks Petey to the outside. Does that count? No, but we got one coming up. Don't worry. Man, Saban, instead of going for that X, he goes for a huge moonsault to the outside, taking everybody out. Number six. Looked pretty good, man. He should have gone for that damn X, though. No shit. That's how you win the match. Now he goes back for that X. Bentley takes him out just in time. And the X comes crashing down to the <laughs> mat. This is your fucking World Series. Your Super Bowl. Your biggest event ever. Properly hang the fucking X. And what happens now? I mean, there's 
confusion. TNA is convinced that they got to put that X back up there. Oh, and they got staffers that run in there with a ladder. Oh, yeah, they do get the X back up there. And then we get some more flying attacks. We got to use the ladder chant. It's pretty good. Bentley and Saban go after it. Both get knocked down. Petey waits for the X, and it falls, and he catches it as the bell rings. And TNA says, that's not how you win the match. (laughs) (laughs) You just won the match, TNA. So this whole, I got to mention here, after they get the X back up, Bentley does another dive to the floor. That's number seven. Uh, The staff gets the X hung back up. The X falls to Petey. And he's declared the winner. Well, if the X had already fallen, wouldn't it just be the first person to grab the X now that's fallen? Why'd they hang it back up? And once it was back up, it was up for virtually no time at all. Yeah, that's why TNA was confused. And I was confused, too. Right. You know? And it, it didn't look this... like anybody was really happy with the end of the match. I don't know. I don't know if that's the way the match was supposed to end or not. It seems like it shouldn't have ended that way. Saban fucking left. Saban, like, he was fucking God, man. He's like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. You get no reaction to me. I'm going in the back, and I'm going to get Double J to say it to my face. Uh, so, bad ending to this match. Probably get some ice on his nards. Probably ice the right. nards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so both Saban and Bentley are furious. I mean, it works as a heel win, I guess. You know, but we've had two I mean, two ultimate X matches, and both of them have. They haven't been able to keep the fucking axe up there. Yeah, it was a. It's it was supposed a to be fu- their big match, right? It was a funny. Uh, it was a funny ending to the match because it did. The X just fell right to to Petey, and he caught it like he was sitting there on like he was on his knees waiting for it to drop, and it dropped. He got it, and they declared him the winner. So, I would be interested to know if that was the planned finish. It doesn't seem like it would have been or should have been, and the reaction from Chris Saban just—I mean, he just left. Just stormed out. So I, I, I'm not sure, but as far as X Ultimate X matches goes, not not one of my favorites. There's some good spots, but yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I I like those moves that the the guys did when they hit both of their opponents at the same time. Yeah, just shit you don't ever see. Right. So what's our counter up to now? Is it six or seven? It is at seven. All right. Next up, we got America's Most Wanted taking on the Naturals for probably the tenth time this year. Yeah, they, it seems they like do these seem guys are always mixing up. Yeah, and I, I still Kim. can't get over the. I, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna make a point, but then you said kill Kim, and uh, the floor is yours. Did it move? It might have moved. <laughs> No, I was just saying, she's accompanying the champions out there, and I don't see the mouth of the South, so he must have taken his spiritual advising elsewhere. He must have. He's probably got some karaoke night to do it. Hogan's Beach Shop. <laughs> probably not um, too far from Universal Studios. Probably not. I still can't get over how much uh, Andy Douglas looks like fucking Dave Grohl. Oh, yeah? Doesn't he look like Dave Grohl to you? A young Dave Grohl? I didn't put it together, really. Oh. It might, it might just be you, man. Ah, man, it's. I think it's everybody. Is he your favorite natural? Yes. 
just because he kind of looks like Dave Grohl. So I don't recall. Does he have a Does he have a beard here or not? No beard. Oh, we're talking like Nirvana. Young, Dave Grohl. Yeah, I'm talking uh, young. Okay. Young Davey G. All right. Well, the team's battled the outside, and it's looking like a melee right out the gate. Steven P. Bomb storm into the guardrail. Is there no rules? They didn't say it was no disqualification. No, they didn't. Okay. It just started out as a melee and just... They just let it be. Let's yeah, let it melee. We'll see if he reels it in here or not. So the Wildcat, he's on his knees begging for mercy. But the Naturals ain't going to give it to him. Looks like Storm's headed for the showers or to get some help. He gets stopped and brought back to the staging area. And I write, is there a count happening or does this anything go? It's kind of what you were just saying. Yeah, no, I, I I don't. They never said it was no DQ from my memory, at least. So I'm guessing that it is, in fact, a no DQ. And they're just doing another horseshit job of telling their fans what they're watching. Well, Douglas grabs some tape and starts choking one of the cowboys. I don't even think the bell was rung yet. It's probably yeah. not even an official match here. Probably not. So I mentioned the overuse of blood before, and I'm sure we're going to get some here. Do you think TNA overuses the blood? I don't think, speaking of the devil, I don't think we've seen it up to this point. But it seems like we always see a few guys, you know, stand yeah. the mat. Right. Yeah, I think that it is it seem, seeming to be trending that way. Boy, I was thinking back now, there's been a lot of blood on the on past episodes, too. Mm. Yeah, Double J I mean, usually gets busted open. One of the Cowboys usually does. Right. Yeah, they should not. It's, it should be reserved for big blow-offs, big feuds, that type of stuff. Yeah, so they're probably overusing it. Well, the ref appears to have gained some control as there's two guys in the ring and two guys on the apron now. James Storm hits that eye of the storm, gets the two. Chase Stevens hits that Samoan drop, kind of a go to sleep. Samoan drop knee, bash to the face. Yeah, he's got him up in like a, like you said, a, a go to sleep lift, a Death Valley driver lift, however you want to say it. And then he spins him around, and when he drops him, he drops down to one knee and face buster off the knee action. It's a, it's a nice move. Oh yeah, I think Gail Kim got into Jeff Hardy's stash. Oh yeah. She gets up there with a big bag of powder, throws it at one of the cowboys to use, but it gets knocked back in, in his face, blinding him. Harris hits Storm with the, with the catatonic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the Naturals connect with the death sentence, only get a two. I thought that was it. Not much is protected in TNA, really. We got all these crazy moves that should be finishers that don't ever finish the guy off. Right. So they're going for the natural disaster again here, but Gail Gail, uh, creates a distraction, and somehow one of the naturals ends up handcuffed to the safety rail. Yeah, Douglas uh, Douglas goes after Kim, and then he kind of gets cut off and then handcuffed to the rail. So we kind of got a handicap match now. And then Storm hits Chase Stevens with the bottle, and it looks like he tries to hide it. 
Yeah. And I don't quite understand that. Like the other guy's he's handcuffed. So the rules right now, obviously, there's there's a lot of lenience with the rules. And hitting a guy with a bottle is absolutely a DQ. But wouldn't handcuffing your opponent to the guardrail also have to have some form of DQ? You know, you know what I mean? Or shouldn't the ref be like, "Hey, we gotta we gotta figure this out. This is not okay." Like, there's got to be something going on there. Yeah, we'll have to look in the wrestling rule book and get to the bottom of this because Good idea. I had a question too. Like, if you handcuff a guy, I'm I'm going back to WrestleMania 10 with your guy crushing Randy Savage. Yeah. This type of scenario. If you handcuff a guy to something on the outside and he can't get back in, do you get counted out? Well, that that was a stipulation of that match at WrestleMania 10. Right. I'm just saying, in theory, if you throw a guy to the outside, handcuff cuff him to the railing. Yeah, he gets counted out. Yeah. Yeah. But this was that, clearly... That one in my back pocket. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, clearly, this was kind of an anything-goes match. Just kind of another match, really. Uh, after that bottle shot, they connect with the death sentence and retain the titles. So after the bell, they go to, they go to town on that natural who's cuffed to the guardrail. Well, they hit him with a like a they hit him with a chair shot for no apparent reason. Like they've they've won the match, and there's like as passing by, he's like, "Oh, and I'm gonna fuck you up with the chair. See you later." I think they're. Uh... You know, getting to be a little bit nastier of heels. I think they were faces for most of the year. It's kind of hard to tell sometimes. But they got Gail Kim and... I don't know, man. They they retained the titles. But next up, we got a Monsters Ball match. <laughs> so if you're going to put, you know... I like three of the guys here. Uh, in this match, I was going to say this is like kind of a perfect. If you substituted Jeff Hardy for maybe Pounce or, you know, Sandman. Somebody else. Sandman, sure. Because, I mean, we got Rhino, we got Abyss, we got Sabu, and we got Jeff Hardy. So, my first thought was, was that, like, the, that's the big thing. They've been locked up for 24 hours, right? which is not the first time Jeff's been locked up for 24 hours. But my first thought after they, they had said right. that, I was like, yeah, Jeff could be, Jeff could use to be like some more lockup time. Jeff needs a timeout. Right. Like I mentioned at the last show, we're going to see it in this match, but I don't think it's necessary to, besides not really liking Jeff Hardy, it's not necessary to have him and Sabu in the same match. Uh, very true. He does poor imitations of Sabu's spots, which we'll yeah. see. Yeah, he is the Shasta of Sabu. You don't like a Shasta, huh? No, I'm saying, like, you know, if he's Sabu's Dr. Pepper, Jeff Hardy's, you know, Dr. Thunder. Oh, okay. Yeah. If Sabu you. is Mountain Dew, Jeff Hardy's Mountain Lightning. Or Mountain Drops. Yeah. If Sabu yeah. is Gatorade. Jeff Hardy is sports drink. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Sabu is Fiji water. Uh, Jeff Hardy is tap. Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Well, you go back to the Dougler. He's really earned his keep here at Bound for Glory. He's got James Mitchell. 
says that Abyss is used to being locked up. And that's how uh, he became the monster he is today. That's a pretty wicked promo. He tells us to expect copious amounts of blood, which I'm sure we'll get. Yeah, I don't know where he was going with that promo, though. He's essentially telling everybody watching that Abyss is a victim of child abuse and very bad child abuse. So don't you feel bad for him? Like, doesn't that, if you're going to play that angle, right, isn't the, the way to run with that? Like, oh, man, like we to garner sympathy for the monster that he is now and turn him, like, face, right, to make him more endearing. Like, this guy's overcome the shittiest childhood you could imagine. Right. But that's not the route they took. They're like, that makes him even worse because he was the victim. That's my James Mitchell. I don't know if it's very good or not. But... Well, that, he was trying to say that he's like got the advantage because he's used to used to being locked up. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't mind James. I, most of the time, I actually I kind of like James Mitchell, but th- this was not the promo for me. All right, man. Four way dance here. Monsters Ball. Rhino's out first. He's got a trash can full of goods. Looks like a abuse. Has his tack bag, spits at the camera. Sabu's out there with the chair, and Hardy's out. And looks like. Do you think he got together with uh, the Wicked Witch? Looks like they took the same paint bath. <laughs> He's got the green paint. <laughs> you say they're paint bathing together? Are you? Not ruling it out. I'm not. Neither am I. Sabu tosses Ryan out of the outside and splashes him early on. There's a shitload of high spots in this one. That was uh, to the floor, yeah? There might be ten of those in this match alone. That's uh, number eight. Yeah, because it starts off and everybody attacks Hardy, which I thought was perfect. I mean, it kind of breaks down and Sabu bounces out to the floor, and that was number eight. Now they're battling out in the crowd. Sabu's busted open already, and then... Hardy gets a flying man to abyss off of some bleachers. That's a dive. They're already outside the ring, man. No, but Hardy got a dive to the floor number nine. I don't know. I don't I don't have a note prior to that, so I don't know if it's uh coming up or I'm sure, like I said, there's probably ten of them in this match. It'll be kind of All fun right, well. to see where the tally's at at the end here. Uh, well, they head back towards the staging area. Sabu shows off his great balance with one of those springboard off the chair onto the top, onto the guy on the outside. Number 10. Yep. Just great balance with this guy. And Hardy, he gets put up in the torture rack slam. Serves him right. I like how he's getting his ass kicked here. Me too. Yeah. Rhino gets a hold of a chair, clobbers everybody. He's looking particularly vicious here, Rhino. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been locked up for 24 hours. No food or water or toilet. Oh, man, you think they had to hold it? I don't think a man-beast can hold it. It takes a man-beast dump. Oh, yeah. No, not oh, yeah. (laughs) You are, you, you need work, man. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I say a man, he's dump and you give me an, oh, yeah. 
That's not an oh, yeah. Sorry, man. I was looking at my notes. We got to check your search history. (laughs) Usually, oh, yeah, is appropriate, but not there. That was my bad. No, no, that's not good at all. (laughs) Bad dog. Well, Rhino gets choke slammed on the chair by the monster of BS. And it looks like Jeff Hardy is after a ladder. Oh, boy. Sabu sends Rhino through a table. As Hardy jumps off the stage with a swanton. Pretty high fall. Yeah, that's that uh, 11 and 12. Rhino sets up that chair in the corner, and predictably he goes through it. We get another chair, springboard moonsault by Sabu. Follows it up with that leg drop at the chair. And Abyss... Manages to get back into the fray before Hardy, who splashed him on the outside. Yeah. Maybe he, uh, maybe he hurt his rump. Hardy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when he, do- when he dove off the top of that set there to the floor, it looked like he might have miscalculated. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. At least he made his flight this time. Yeah, I'm fucking thrilled he made his flight. <laughs> so Abyss catches Sabu and throws him through a table. Abyss goes for the tax and gets scored through the table by Rhino. But Dopper gets in there. And Rhino lands a Rhino driver from the second rope. And he gets the fall, even though it seems like he got a two and Sabu broke it up. Now, this is two Sabu shows in a row where he kind of fucks up the end a little bit. No, I think I think that that's just an attempt. Like you should still be attempting to to break up the pin. Uh, missed in there is uh, Sabu goes through the uh, abyss on the floor through the tables. That's number thirteen. Mm. Second rope driver, man, that's a tough move. Looks good. Puts I him mean, away. Dangerous as fuck. I'm glad that Hardy took it. He deserves it. So Rhino picks up the win. Yeah. Did you enjoy like did you enjoy the match? Uh, like there was just so there, many there's so many dives, man. We're up to there 13 was some, dives already. There was some cool stuff. It was a spot city match. I kind of expected that coming in and Right. Like I mentioned, uh you don't need Jeff Hardy if you have Sabu. You know. No. No, you don't. It's just that doubled the flippy guy shit, you know. Yep. Yep. So we're sent to the back with Shane and Larry Legend. So Larry Legend came up with a solution here. Hey, uh, he's a man with answers. <laughs> Says there's going to be a 10-man over-the-top gauntlet match, and the winner is going to face Double J tonight for the title. Ten guys who've already competed, he says. And Double J shows up, wants to know if this is his idea or management's idea. He's pissed. I'm pissed. Don't piss me off or I'll screw you. <laughs> So, Legend's all jacked up, and I write, he should give himself a title shot. Oh, my God. Former AWA heavyweight champion, man. You just made a... the oof. In one sentence, you made TNA so much better. At least get him... At least 
Enter himself in the fucking gauntlet match. No, man. Fuck the gauntlet match. Just I bet, you, Larry, could find, I bet just, you could find a Larry Legend Double J match out there. Just put Larry Legend in the match. Main event. What did he use for a finisher? Whatever he needed to to get the job done. Domino stretch, maybe? maybe. Sleeper? Maybe. Be a battle of sleepers, him and Double J. You could have thrown a right cross to be over. It's Larry Legend. Well, I mean, we got some highlights from that Styles-Daniels rivalry coming up. A couple of legends of the X Division here. They're going to face off in a 30-minute Iron Man match for the title. I'm going to bring it back to Double J here real quick. I hope you do. I like Double J. Uh, I don't know why he's so pissed. Because all of these guys have competed once. They're going to compete twice. So by the time they get to him, it'll be their third match. So he's got the advantage no matter who he takes on. Yeah, well, and Larry says that. Why is your guy so pissed, man? Is he just in a bad mood today? Yeah, it's just a bad day. You know, you've been there. Just having a bad day. Just he just doesn't know how to, you know, he doesn't know how to convey that uh, th- those emotions properly. So he just gets mad at everybody. Don't piss him off, man. Uh, it's true. So Iron Man match for the X Division title. Is this the this is the second one that we've had with these guys, right? Accurate. Mr. TNA is out there first. For most of the season, he's been the champion. And he's looking to regain it again tonight against the Phenomenal One. Daniels is wearing one of them priest collars. Is that a new gimmick? What's the deal uh, with the priest collar? Is he a man of God? I don't know, man. I, I, I was trying to figure that out, too, when he, when he, when he was wearing that, because I was like, I don't know what purpose that serves. Doesn't it look like it would probably restrict breathing? Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to, like, take it off and use it to choke the other guy. Oh, yeah, take it off. Take it all off. Take it off and choke the other guy. <laughs> Man, beast dumps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, AJ's wearing a necklace, too. He is. Know, maybe, he's try- maybe he's trying to be like AJ. Who knows? Man, you got an over-under for how many flippy guys we're going to get in this one? So, in this match alone? Yes. I mean, I can tell you what the final tally is after the match. All right, let's just get into it here. Because these guys actually do this match. I guess you would expect them to do it well. They slow the pace down. They mix it up. It's not all flying flippy guy all the time. Oh, I fucking get, loved it. We get rest holds. I bet it moved all over the place. That was Some of them headlocks. Man, that's in my fucking notes. Well, first thing I said, keep the clock, right? Because don't they hate when they move the clock. Always keep the clock up there. Uh, Styles jumps off the stairs into the crowd, and the camera fucking misses the launch. That disappointed the hell out of me. But then after that, we get a rest hold. And I wrote down, rest hold. Nice! Nice! And then Daniels counters it with the rest hold of his own. And my next note after that is, it's good to see some fucking wrestling. We get some arm bars. Yeah, rear chin locks. All the good stuff. Give me a classic nerve hold. Mix that in there. 
Hell yeah. Well, AJ locks in a death lock slash chin lock. That's pretty gnarly looking sub there. Daniels fights his way out of it. And Styles goes for some high fly move off the top and gets caught with a T-bone type suplex. All right, it's strange seeing these guys slow it down, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Daniel's working over that neck. You know, they're both going for some roll-ups trying to get a pin, but uh, got no pins for the first half here. Daniel's locks in a Koji clutch. They're just hitting them all, man. Pretty good. Armbar, headlock, Koji clutch. Yeah, man. Well, the Koji Clutch, that's how that match, the first Iron Man match ended. That's right. He was sunk at the Koji Clutch, yeah. Right, right. I remember you were critical about the ending to that one. Maybe we'll do a compare and contrast when we get to the end here. So Daniels lands a split-legged moonsault. It's looking like it might be a one-fall match here. AJ mounts to come back. It's that moonsault reverse DDT. It's a pump handle gut buster. Always see something new with this guy. Yeah. Even though we've seen him on every show, it seems like I still see something that something new he's come up with. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that's that's a credit to him, but it's also a credit to his opponent. You have to oh, have for a, sure. you have to yeah. have a guy in the ring that's willing to to to, to try something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniels, he's. You know, one of the best in the biz here. It's a uh, T-bone driver type of suplex, and we get a, you know, several back and forth here where they're trying to get a pin. Daniels, it's a spinning sort of P-bomb combo. And then a best moonsault ever. Still can't get a fall. Styles locks in that torture rack. He should have kept him up there in that torture rack, I think. For the remaining remainder Until of the match? Until he gives up, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't. He just kind of... He made it into like a pin combo, but didn't get the job done. So Styles gets knocked to the outside and hits the steps on the way down. Daniels capitalizes with... What does he do? It's a dive to the floor, number 14. Is that the first one here? First one of this match, yeah. And that was one of the wow. things I liked like while I was watching this match. Right? I'm sure everybody was expecting him to do, you know, flippy guy after flippy guy after flippy guy. So when they started mixing in like the like actual wrestling, not to say flippy guy stuff isn't wrestling, there's a spot for it in wrestling that just can't be from start to finish on a show. They actually like mat wrestling and stuff like that. I was I fucking loved it, man. Way to give me a boner. Well, Styles, he hits a Pele out of nowhere, and then uh, he hits his big flippy guy over the top. Number 15. Daniels is not down for long. He does a back suplex onto the apron to the floor, and both guys are hurting from that one. 16. Yep. Well, I wrote a question mark after that because I wasn't sure if it should count or not. Uh, I'm leaning yes. It was a flying man. It wasn't a flying man, but it was was like a belly-to-back. It was almost like a sidewalk slam in a way uh, to the floor. So I counted a sixteen, but I'm. It's I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be sixty. We're going to call it sixteen. 
was a hell of a move, though. You don't see that one every day. Right. It's a backdrop, Make- right? It's like a backdrop, belly to backdrop. The outside, yeah. Side suplex type of gimmick. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So they make their way back to the inside of the ring, exchanging pin combos, desperately trying to get that first fall. AJ hits a Styles Clash and gets the pin at the last second. Just timed perfectly. Yeah. The, the, Good job, guys. That, that final sequence of... Man, it was so good. It was phenomenal. The wings counter to the bridge, to the counter, to the counter, to the Styles Clash, to the three. Man, it was great, great finishing sequence. I think that I like this match more than the first one. It was a different kind of a match, you know. Yes. These guys, uh, they obviously did that by design, you know, because yeah. why are you rolling out the same match twice? Yeah. Less flippy guys, but more pacing, and, mm-hmm. you know, they still hit all the greatest hits, and, you know, of course, plenty of rest holds. Right. Great match. A few, flip, few flippy guys, but I'm fairly certain it was less than their last one. Yeah. Flippy guys go. Yeah, I mean, so. the, the total right now for the show is 16, but it was, like, I don't know. I thought it was a very well-worked match, good pace. Uh, they hit their high spots. They they hit the rest holds. They hit the wrestling. Like the, This match had a little bit of something for any wrestling fan in it. Mm-hmm. So, great it job a, by them. Just a half hour, just great job, yeah. Uh, the only thing that, that bothered me was after the match ended, they demanded that we get a recap of what we just watched. And it reminded me of the old Carlin joke. The one-hour photos. (laughs) How can you be nostalgic about something that happened just a little while ago? It's it's exactly where my head went, man. They're fucking, like, we don't need a recap. We just fucking watched the match. Well, just making sure you got the fall in time, right? That's That's worth a replay. Yes, yes, that yeah. that portion is where the replay. You were accurate. So I think the last one went into overtime, right? Yeah, I think Styles like passed out, and you think he should have that should have he should have fallen lost. Yeah, Christopher Daniels yeah. got fucked in that stage. Well, Styles retains that X division title, and he's going to face Petey. Oh, Petey finally gets his just desserts. It's probably next time. Uh, guys in the booth don't have any idea who's going to be in this next one, so here we go. This is going to be the 10-man gauntlet to replace Big Sex in the main event against Double J. So, Joe and Truth started out. Truth dances for about a minute, and then Joe puts some hurt on him. Killings hulks up and nails a dig down. Hell yeah. Tries to get the big fellow over the top. We got Sabu out next. So this is their like it's their Royal Rumble type of match, which we've seen yeah. a couple times, where it starts off with two guys, one guy, a guy comes out every minute. Mm-hmm. So Sabu's in there. It's kind of cool seeing these guys again, right? I kind of like this idea. Like if if you want to get a shot at the title, you really gotta, you know, really gotta work for it. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that they're doing double duty. So Sabu, he's got the chair, wasting no time throwing it at his opponents, doing a springboard, moonsault, a big leg drop, all within like his first 10 seconds in the ring. He yeah. made sure he got his hits in there. Big Hoyt's out next. He goes for Joe, who no-sells his blows, but he can't no-sell that big Hoyt boot. 
Power of the tramp stamp there, man. Power of the tramp stamp. <laughs> Power that Monster, bitch up. Monster Abyss is out there. You two goes for Joe. Everybody's going for Joe. And then fucking Jeff Hardy's cripple ass limps out there. We got six in there. Nobody's been thrown out yet. Then we get Alpha. He pounces the hell out of Sabu. He knocks Jeff out and throws himself out while he's at it. <laughs> yeah. So this is a Royal Rumble type match. Are you going to be counting every one of these? No, no. <laughs> I was going to say that's kind of a cheat code there. That's yeah. automatically add. Like, no, nine. that. And I would tell you right now, the thought didn't even cross my mind. I only thought of it now because of you know the impressive tally you've had so far. Kind of reminds me of when we were keeping track of how many times the Hulkster said "brother" in a promo. Yeah, but that was better. It was better, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, with the next season, we'll get to see some of that action again. So, we're down to, we got Rhino in there. Takes out Hoyt. Sabu's having a tough time standing, and Joe Joe's doing his best to cripple him. Here we get ass out next. Here's his title shot, man. Yep. He it didn't is, wrestle earlier, which is no. That I was going to make that point. He did not wrestle earlier, and then he he hangs out to help out Ron the Truth Killings. Here's what I love about that: he does the fuck the funniest like cheerleader bullshit that I've seen him do ever, and he goes, "Come on, Ronnie." <laughs> <laughs> Never heard Ron Killings be called Ronnie before, but I absolutely love that ask. Come on, Ronnie! <laughs> good teammate, man. And he, he stops him from being eliminated, man. He's doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. Ask got eliminated by saving Ronnie. That's about as, as much of a friendship move as, as you can get there. Yeah. I mean, he gets tossed to the apron, and he pushes Ronnie. So Ronnie stays in and ass goes to the floor. What a selfless move. That's a selfless ass, man. <laughs> well, Styles, he's uh he's the next entrant in there, fresh off of that Iron Man match. It looks like Raven's been shut out of the gauntlet. You would think he'd be in there, but he's not. Probably for attacking Larry Legend, right? Yeah, you don't get. I don't, don't think you can do that. that behavior. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Sabu gets thrown out there, and then uh, after that ass spot, Joe kicks Truth out ultimately, and then we got Joe and AJ battling, and they both get tossed out by the Monster Abyss. Who gets scored and tossed out by Rhino? Who wins and will now face Double J? What do you think of this? Yeah, kind of fun. Kind of fun. Weird placement. Um, eh, Fine, you know, match as far as for what it was. (sighs) Things like this is probably better to be announced before the event than during the event. And then might as well make it like all, all the winners get to go to the gauntlet to have a shot. You know what I mean? Like, add... Do right. something like that instead of just random guys from, from you know, that performed earlier and Mr. Mr. Ass. 
I do want to ask you a question regarding Mr. Ass, though, because it looked like he had a fresh haircut, did it not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, too. Now, when you see that haircut, does it remind you of anything at all? Ass with the haircut? Yeah. Uh... You want to give me a hint? How can I give you a hit without giving it away? I'll just I'll just say what it's from. I think I think you used to have that haircut. I yeah yeah I did I did. I'm not thinking of myself here though. All right, what you thinking, man? You, you remember the show Home Improvement? Oh yeah, the episode. <laughs> that, oh, oh, oh. Uh, the more power. The episode. I don't think so, Tim. Uh, the episode that. Brad got his hair cut just like ass has it. <laughs> and Tim got pissed off about it. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And he's like, no, I don't want you to move to Tahiti and them to start calling you Ramalama Ding Dong Brad. <laughs> so this is fucking, he comes down with that haircut looking fresh. And I just fucking started laughing because I was like, all right, Ramalama Ding Dong ass. Nice take. Nice yeah, take. I thought it was a pretty good take, man. I don't know, that show was that fucking show was funny, and as soon as I saw him with that haircut looking fresh, it's like, man, he is Ramalama Ding Dong Brad, isn't he? <laughs> that was a good show. Yeah, always made me laugh. Yeah. I gotta ask you this before we uh get into the main event here. So the final two were abyss. Yes. Rhino. Yeah. That seems like that that could be a hell of a rivalry. Are they too similar for that to play out? Do you think? Mm. I mean, Abyss is bigger, but they're both big, powerful guys. You know. No, I think that they could pro they they could probably work together. And the reason is is I mean, Rhino is a powerful guy, but he's not a big guy. And Rhino can Rhino can bump pretty well, so I think right. that Rhino could probably bump for Abyss. And Abyss is not a slouch. He'll take, you know, he'll bump. He shouldn't bump as much as he does, but he'll definitely bump. Mm-hmm. So I think that that could work. Yeah, Abyss kind of reminds me of like early John in the WCW where he's doing this kind of flopping stuff you don't usually see out of a big monster. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, just the thought I had there. So next up, we got the main event, man. Double J. We haven't seen Double J wrestle for a while. He was uh, he got taken away for beating up a, a fan. Nah, he's protecting the belt. Whatever you say, man. Wait, he didn't have the belt, did he? He's got the belt here. Now he's got the belt, but yeah. he didn't have the belt. Yeah, yeah. Time, no. No, I think he was. I think he was. I think he lost it because you know he probably got screwed out of the title or something like that. Huh? <laughs> Say it to my face. It's because he wasn't getting the rematch. That's what it was. Look me in the eyes. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Double J. Actually, no. Screw you, Tito Ortiz. Because <laughs> he's here to officiate. Why? I don't know. Like throwing well, so- money down the down the can here. What was stranger to you, Tito Ortiz showing up to officiate this match, or Double J bringing out a fucking casket? The casket was a little more strange. 
Uh, is this a casket match? No, no. It's that <laughs> they did that. They did that uh, death of Team 3D segment on TNE TV. So I think that was kind of the gist of it. Like he's putting somebody else in the casket. It's it's dumb, man. It's dumb. It'd be smart to have an ally in the casket, right? Ooh. Roll them out there. <laughs> Trojan horse some allies down in the casket. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to pop out of there. Yeah. It was very strange to have a casket out there when it's not a casket match. Yeah, true. For sure. But also have a Tito in there. They probably gave him at least like 50 thou for this. Doesn't need to happen. He screwed no Double J last he screwed Double J last time. Well, he's a jackass, but do you think they paid him 50 large for that? I don't know. That's just a guess. He's, oh, you're just throwing numbers pretty, out there? Pretty big star, man, at the time. How, how much would you pay Tito Ortiz to officiate? I'd pay him as much as Slick Johnson. Whatever that is. Slick Johnson said, no, he's an official, man. He knows the rule book, right? 100 bucks a match is fair. 100 bucks? For Tito to officiate? No. What are you thinking? You make him pay? Well, I mean, it's well, yeah, because a little pay to play action. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got he's he's got advertising on the back of his ref shirt. Fucking amateur. <laughs> Punishmentathletics.com. I want stop hitting your wife. Dot com asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Man, speaking of that shirt, Don West says that because Tito has that ref shirt on, he will ensure that there's justice. Yeah, the shirt does it. Yeah, there's no rationale there. And, uh, well, they battle the outside early on. Double J rams the man beast in the announce table and pegs him with a garbage can and rams him into that casket. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Pegged him with a garbage can, man. He pegs him? Oh, yeah. With a garbage can? Yeah, messing around, man. Holy shit. Title's on the line, man. I got it. Pull out all the <laughs> Doesn't peg him with anything else. Uh, oh, we'll see. I'm sure he does. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this. This is kind of random thing here, but Rhino is busted open for the second time. Yeah. What what do you think of that? Bleeding twice in a show. No, no, no. I think he's just reopened the wound. Oh, okay. Suppose yeah. a fresh wound. That makes sense. He was, yeah, he was bleeding during the the gauntlet match as well, so that's just a reopened yeah, wound. Okay. Jarrett goes to the top. He hits the clothesline. Goes up again. Usually not a good idea, but he gets him, hits him with it. And then I say, don't go for a third, Jeff. And Jeff goes for the third. Got a choke, and then he takes a, a takes a boot right in the nuts. <laughs> so it's a choke lift by Rhino, and he choke lifts him, and then as he's coming down, he punts him square in the ding ding, <laughs> just a kick right to the ding ding. And Don West, my the only time he said anything the entire run of episodes that I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking funny. Don West. I don't know if he's had loss for words or he couldn't figure out how to put it a little any more eloquently. But he just goes, kicked him right in the nuts! <laughs> now, I've watched wrestling the majority of my life, right? I watch at least a couple wrestling matches every single day of my life. Oh, yeah. 
I have never heard a commentator yell, kicked him right in the nuts. Right. It's usually, you know, in the bread basket, below the belt. Right. right. You know, you... friend. Zone. I think that was that was a that was a first, probably first for me as well. And he delivered it like he was selling trading cards. He's got to calm down. Well, that's his. That's probably why he got the gig, man. That was on his resume. Good point. Selling the selling the goods. So Rhino goes for the gore, and he misses as Gail Kim has made her way out there. And she goes for a splash, and Tito catches her and removes her from the staging area. Meanwhile, Double J plunks Rhino with the guitar. It looks like another cheap victory for Double J. However, Tito is way out of position. And actually slaps the mat three times and says it was a two. It's because he's a fucking amateur. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably find out how much they gave him for this. It was probably too much. We probably should. Like, putting him in a in a damn ref shirt and saying, hey, go ref the match, it's like putting you in a fucking ice skates and saying, hey, go be an official for an NHL game. It ain't going to fucking work. <laughs> Well, according to Don, you know, the shirt makes the ref, so we we got a melee that, that busts out here shortly, but I mean, AMW comes out there and Ortiz clocks him again. You're the, you're the official, man. Oh. You know, he really put a damper on AJ's win by basically giving him an, an assist True. a few months ago when AJ yep. won the title. Now he's getting involved again. I mean, he's a he's a fighter. What do you expect? But uh, well, in the middle of all this, Rhino connects with Gore and pins Jared to win the title. What a night for Rhino! Yeah, won the Monsters Ball, won the Gauntlet, then won the title. Yeah, somebody should probably get him some water. Oh hell yeah! Now he's getting his ass beat by Jarrett and AMW. Yeah, what a night. <laughs> <laughs> Got his ass beat the Monsters Ball, but won the match. Went to a gauntlet match, and then won the title after getting pegged by a trash can and plunked with a guitar. <laughs> Horny. Yeah. And Drew shows up there, says Team Canada. We got big old melee. Demore's out there getting them some. Bobby Roode and Double J carry that casket in the ring, and somebody's going in there. Jerry Clobbers Rhino with the guitar, puts him inside the casket, closes the lid, and Jared stands on top of the casket with the title. Yeah. What do you think of that visual? I mean, if he won the match, it would have been great. It's like, I just killed this man, and here's my yeah. title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking David Goliath type thing there. Yeah. Uh, the bad guys rejoice, but then Team 3D shows up, and they destroy everybody. They save the new champion from the casket. Give EY a 3D. He's always taking the bumps, man. Fucking EY is so good. <laughs> and when when uh, 3D they put comes him in out, the box. yeah. When, but when he when they come out and they're beating everybody's ass, EY is just standing on top of the casket, watching the chaos happening around him. And the look on his face is gold, man. EY is he's a treasure. He is a damn treasure. Double J can't believe it. TNA's losing his voice. 
She's so excited, and uh, that's it, man. Might be my favorite show. Okay. Isn't saying too much because there hasn't been any, like, great shows, right? Right, yeah. Um, You know, I like the opener with Joe and Lager. There's a couple throwaways in there, but I, I thought the, the Monsters Ball, for what it was, was, you know, you knew that was going to be a shit show and right. pretty glorious shit show. Gauntlet was kind of cool. I like I like the story with Rhino. You know, it does kind of, I mean, he gets thrown in the casket, he gets his ass beat at the end, but it's kind of a cool story of him, you know, winning and then winning and then getting the title. What's better to you? AJ wins an Iron Man match, then a gauntlet. Oh, then the match of the night, yeah. And then the main event? Or Rhino wins Monster's Ball, wins the gauntlet, wins the title. You think going like back would, to back to back? Right. Like, which which one would have been better for you? If AJ would have Iron Man match, gauntlet, and then beat Double J for the title? Or is it Rhino winning Monster's Ball, gauntlet, and then beating Double J for the title? Which is more impressive, or which would I have liked to have seen? I mean, story-wise. Is it more, I guess what I'm saying, is it more impressive to win Monster's Ball? then Gauntlet, then win the title, or win an Iron Man match, then Gauntlet, then the title? I'd probably say Iron Man match, but Me too. there was more uh, more heavy-duty spots in the Monsters Ball. Right. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah, Styles just wrestled for half hour. You right. know? Yeah. And that no, would have been a good... It was, it was nice to see a new champion, you know? I would have been totally fine with that you know, feel good story if Styles would have won, mm-hmm. you know, but it is kind of nice to have a new, new main event guy there. Right. But he's, so. a, and the other thing too, is he's X division champion. So he doesn't need the, the heavyweight right. champion. They're going to push him as that X division guy. So uh, it was right. a fun, it was a fun watch. Wasn't, uh, it wasn't as painful as some of the other watches has been from TNA. I'll have to review the shows, but I don't think that we've given a glowing review to any of these shows. No. So maybe there was a decent one in the bunch. I'm not sure. I'll go back. But so uh, it seems to be, uh, you know, Dusty and Rusi out of the picture, and your guy Larry back there seems to be moving in the right direction. Yeah, and this actually, now I'm thinking about it, this actually might be my favorite watch so far, too, and it's going to be strictly based on the backstage segments. Like there was good, there was some good. Like there, don't get me wrong, there was some good wrestling throughout the show, but the backstage segments were so entertaining to me. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, in past shows there was a lot of like throw it away, nothing backstage segments. But yeah, um, I'm so yeah, happy man. we have one left. Yeah, so that's going to be the uh, lucky number thirteen and final show. So what we, we got. got we got a six-man tag. No uh, way. Wait, no, that's pre-show. <laughs> we don't have to watch that shit. That's right. That eat diamonds a, in the rough. Yep, eat a dick. Diamonds in the rough. <laughs> uh, we have Ravens taking on PJ Polacco. Hey, you know that guy. That guy owes me money. Uh, we got uh, 
three three live crew. <laughs> just being honest here, he does. Uh, three live crew versus Jaboroma uh, <laughs> twenty team Team Canada. I'll tell you the story later. Uh, it's what they're building is a hockey stick fight. Team Canada versus three live crew, and Kip James is going to be your special guest referee. Got Pounce versus. No, it's not. You got Pounce versus the Doper. Got an Elimination X match, which I don't remember that at all, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Got a a team called Ministry. That's uh, Alex Shelley, Christopher Daniels, Roderick Strong, and Samoa Joe. And they're taking on Austin Aries, Chris Saban, Matt Benley, and my main man Sanjay Dutt. An Elimination match? Yeah. They're calling it, it a be good. elimination. Elimination X is what it's going by. So I, yeah, it should be interesting. It's I don't. I just don't remember match, the match. Basically, so, yeah, could be. Uh, got Sabu is going against Abyss in a notice qualification match. Got a X Division title match with P.D. Williams and AJ Styles. And the main event is a six-man tag. Team 3D and Rhino are taking on Jeff Jarrett and AMW. Oh, man. We're ending the season with a six-man tag. (laughs) Yeah, which is fucking perfect because we've gotten one like every fucking show. We started the season with a six-man tag. We probably did. Actually, no, we started with the gauntlet. Oh, shit, that's right. But I'm pretty sure it was... After that like, was a six man tag. Yeah. With Johnny B. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uncle Johnny B. Yeah. I miss that guy. I miss all, a lot of guys that they had Uncle Johnny B, DDP, Scott Hall, Roddy Piper with the coconut brother. Scott Hall with that plastic wig when he already had yeah. the hair. Kevin Nash and PJs. That's going to be the tough spot about like the the rap show for us is like, well, what was the best one? I don't fucking know. <laughs> this was just the the this was just not the least worse. So up with AJ Styles, probably, probably, yeah. probably. All right. Well, want to thank you for joining us here for our second to the last episode of season five. It's all fucking happy. So we got. Genesis. Genesis. That's going to drop on Christmas. Then we'll do a recap show, let you know where we're going next. With Christmas around the corner. Yeah. Go to PWTs.com. Get your t shirt. Yeah, fuck a motherfucking t shirt, man. That's a good one. A lot of good ones. My personal favorite. That's enough. Duke Bags. Bitch, I'm handsome, Kevin. Slide one in there. I slide one in there. Hang up with the trash can. <laughs> Welcome with the guitar. <laughs>